This is Cole. Learn how to tell stories in logic. My God. <laughs> You're so, this is so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hole. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... Oh! The Creative Team. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how the heck are you on this Royal Rumble Day? Oh, happy Royal Rumble Day to you, Cole. And with uh, with pleasantries completely out of the way, you know, it is there's blood in the water today. But before we get there, I feel like I... I feel like we should at least discuss the festivities of today. I know this is going to drop after the event has happened, but you know, let's get into some like fandom. Let's get into some predictions. Uh, what, what, who do you have in these two Royal Rumble matches today, Cole? Uh, well, I mean, if I if I'm going to be completely honest, I I have not watched the SmackDown as much as I've watched Raw, so I'm not entirely sure what's going on over there. Other then Gunther basically main eventing every week, having 20-minute classic matches with everyone on the roster. Even and- Braun Strowman! <laughs> Holy fucking shit! They went 20 minutes, and I was into it, despite what our favorite podcaster says. I enjoyed myself. It was the best thing I've ever seen Braun Strowman do, and it's because, uh, quite frankly, at this point, with that performance, Gunther's yeah. basically the heavyweight Bret Hart. As far as he can right. have everybody's match, yes, yeah, he's he's really great, and I and I, but I don't think Gunther is quite ready for the Royal Rumble win, as it were, especially with Roman being the champion. I I think Cody is the odds-on favorite for sure, unless there is some kind of shocking surprise that we had no idea was coming. I don't think it's another time, another year that Brock's going to come back and win the fucking Rumble because he's you know, preoccupied with Lashley. So I feel like this might be a good opportunity for Lashley to eliminate Brock, uh, take him out. So that's a good one. Um, I feel like, oh, God, it's tough. I, I Becky Lynch, I think, would have to be the odds-on favorite. There was a lot of uh, backstage, behind-the-scenes rumor and innuendo that Ronda did not want to work with Becky, which was why the the quick title change surprise return of Charlotte Flair happened. Um, so I feel like that's a, a deadlock that Becky and Charlotte is a match at Mania, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Becky's going to win. Um, I think it'd be cool for Bianca, uh, not Bianca, sorry, for Bailey, Bailey to win the Royal Rumble would be a cool choice, especially if we're going to have the big baby face win the men's Royal Rumble. I think that'd be a good start to the show. I, I'm predicting the women's Royal Rumble kicking the sh- kicking off the show again. Um, uh, so I, I'm really excited for it. The only thing that might ruin my uh, enjoyment of it is if my wife can't wiggle out of work and I have to uh, leave mid-Rumble to drop these asshole kids off at a fucking school dance in the middle of... <laughs> But I'll, at least I'll be at your house, so I'll be close to the event. So it'll only take me about fifteen minutes to get them dropped off. So <laughs> even less than that, I, I I could probably throw your children uh, where they're going. 
Well, good. Don't tell the bitches to walk in their heels and fancy dresses. <laughs> Amazing. See, I think my picks for the match, I think in a perfect world, I would go Rhea Ripley for the women, and she goes after Bianca at Mania, and I would go, I, how, how is it not Cody for the men? So, okay, so here's here's the thing for me with Rhea. I think a few months back, they set up for her WrestleMania match and her moment, whatever it shall be. Uh, I feel like we will be getting a Beth Phoenix return tonight. And as the la- as last we saw Beth Phoenix, Rhea Ripley crushed her skull and left her laying. So I feel like that gives us an out for Rhea not winning the Rumble and sets up for... I, I feel like this is going to be the most participation the women have ever had at a WrestleMania this year. I think there might be four, five, maybe even six women's matches at WrestleMania this year, which is crazy. So I, I feel like we've got uh, Bailey and, and Bianca is is where the story's been going. Uh, I think Becky's obviously going to be the other contender, and so we got Charlotte over there. I think there's going to be a clusterfuck women's tag team title match with uh, that'll give us Ronda and uh, Shayna Baszler. It also gives us a new tag team from Monday Night Raw with uh, Mia Yim and my sister Candice LeRae as a possibility. And I promise you guys, I know nothing. I have no information whatsoever. This is just pure speculation on my part. I think we have a four corners, whatever women's uh, tag title match. I feel like with two nights and Triple H at the helm, we're going to get a lot more women's participation at, at WrestleMania this year. And I think that kicks off tonight. Yes. So all, but yeah, also Rhea and Beth, maybe in a, either, maybe with a mixed tag. So it might be Finn and, or, or Dominic. It would be good to, maybe it's a six person tag with Ray and Edge and Beth, something along those lines. So, so we're looking at at least four women's matches, I think, this year, which could be amazing. Now we make a sharp right turn on like the most fandom cap worthy, far fetched fantasy booking <laughs> idea ever. Like, we have the announcement of WWE 2K23 coming out, and the big thing, big feature in that game is going to be the John Cena Showcase, the the, the single-player campaign where you just go through Cena's entire career. Last year's cool. Rey Mysterio edition was amazing. There's one. There's going to be one glaring omission from this, from this uh, campaign slash story that we get to play through, and boy, if... If WWE is good at, at keeping secrets and they can somehow pull this off, which is very doubtful because I think he's completely run off, unless this is the biggest coup in the history of wrestling. But if they can somehow make a surprise of a returning CM Punk tonight at WWE Royal Rumble, and they've been purposely keeping him out of the video game trailers because he is a big pivotal role in Cena's career, that Money in the Bank match is, is regarded as one of the best matches of the 2010s era probably uh that would just be a you talk about a shift <laughs> in in momentum that would be it but it's one of those things that like unless you talk about it as a fantasy booking thing it's very much doubtful that can happen yeah. a and b uh everyone gathered around in chicago at AEW for that show for his return based on a rumor it was never announced right. at this point if there was anything in play it would have leaked already. Uh, For sure. I, I think the, the, since we haven't had any news updates on CM Punk's contract, whether he's coming back or leaving or they're whatever, I, I, I feel like AEW 
Well, I mean, on the one hand, I could see AEW wanting to keep that under wraps completely um, to make sure he doesn't, that that they don't get any publicity if he's going to be there. But on the other hand, I could see them wanting that news to be out like as soon as possible so that they could ruin the surprise factor of it. So I don't know. Uh, it, you know, it's it's it, you know, it's an exciting time. This is my favorite time of the year in wrestling. This is where all oh, yeah. the rumors are happening. This is where like a big refresh is always in the works, and it just it kicks off. It sets the tone for what we can expect this year. And 2022, we did not expect a lot of shit to go down, and a lot of shit to like go down, but then kind of fix itself, much to the yeah. chagrin of uh, some of the fans out there. But boy, we filibustered on the on the future of the business long enough. And without further ado, I think I like to keep it going a little bit with introducing our guest because I'd like to get his take on it. But we are here to judge our pieces of shit cards for this. <laughs> wait, wait, sorry. The Royal Sabotage Draft. And with us today is a uh, creative team alumni guest of all ages, uh, has had many moments on this show with yours truly. Um, but today he's here to judge our piles of shit instead of what we consider to be really good cards. So, uh, Bob, Dino, Mr. I've lost my train of thought. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great introduction there for Dino Winwood, manager extraordinaire, joining us on the podcast today. How you doing today, bud? Howdy, Price. It just hit me. Oh, uh, it's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's there's all these Uncle Howdies on on mainstream television. And that is I, very I true. There's that. a lot of Uncle Howdies on TV, but much like uh, any original character, I'm forgotten in the sands of time. And uh, only will only be recognized by people who watch tapes or what the hell would would be tapes in in the future future uh, yeah. uh, the digital memories yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Stream, streaming oh, content whoever whoever buys the PWG library or the uh... yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yes I am back folks the well yeah the, the Dino Winwood <laughs> that's basically who I am but uh, happy to be here <laughs> judging once again. Uh, let's just go ahead and say it's terrible that you picked Undertaker for this show. Uh, it's, it's, it's a long walk, only for him to do oh, half the work oh, for oh, don't worry, million dollars. Don't worry. No, yeah, I... there's nobody that's that good on the cards today. <laughs> well, it depends on how we sell them. For you at home, if this is your first sabotage draft, you are usually hearing me and Cole put together our own roster, draft our own roster, and then put together our own cards. But last week, we drafted each other's rosters, and the caveat was that each roster member had to be a participant in the Royal Rumble match. And boy, doing some research, Cole, we both found that there was a lot of dreck that we can give each other. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I was very excited to put together this card, and even though you gave me, you gave me quite a bit of crap, you gave me... <laughs> Quite a bit of stuff I can work with, honestly, if I can be... Yeah, as I was putting my card together where I have nothing to, like, <laughs> hang my hat on at all, I'm like, I was way too nice to Ron. <laughs> Did you go off memory? Because I had Wikipedia right in front of me. <laughs> no, I didn't go off memory. I went... So there's a... They, I found a website that had a list of all the participants of all the Royal Rumbles. But uh, usually I get my research done 
you know, plenty early, so I'm ready to go. This time I was busy, and so it was kind of last minute, so I was mostly scanning through the, the, the rosters, and I didn't get, like, I missed Bastion Booger and, and Snitsky and, like, I, a lot of guys that I missed on my list that ended up on my roster, and I'm very disappointed in myself. But before we yep. get to the festivities of today, Dino, do you have any predictions for today's Royal Rumble, sir? Oh, I got a feeling a lot of people on the message boards, Twitter, are going to be very angry at whatever happens today, no matter how good it goes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just another successful day in the world of professional wrestling. Um, I mean, going into this Rumble, I'd say about 85% blind is going to make it even more fun for me because, like, I, I watch WWE sparingly. If I hear that that Walter or Gunther, I want I always call him Walt when he was Walter. So for Gunther, I'm gonna call him Gunt. So if Gunt is in the show, uh, what a fucking Gunt! <laughs> you know you're being a real Gunt today, Walter. Oh, he's <laughs> oh yeah, and it just chops the shit out of you. And that's his friendly, you know. Oh, you're not so bad yourself. So see, I can't oh. I can't unfasten my fandom cat because I'm gonna throw this at you right now. Uh, I don't want Gunther to go for the title just yet, but I do want him to take a special trip to some sort of city. Cobb County, Georgia? Oh, your opponent's dead! Your opponent's dead! Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big bald dead. So, I don't know. But no, I would love to see a babyface Brock Lesnar face Gunther. Ah, shaved. Or do you mean like an actual face as in a good guy? No, no, I love. Oh, clean shaven no, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, ironically, Viking, Va farmer Viking Brock Lesnar is is the babyface Brock Lesnar, which yeah. is ironic. Yeah, it's a yeah. good look for him. They, I'm, I'm, I prefer that over leader of the Aryan Brotherhood in prison look that he had for a little bit. Just like, wow, oh, he's mean, coming out with the beanie and everything. Ooh, I'm not comfortable with this. <laughs> I think I think Brock is the first human I've ever seen a twat knot on, and I'm like, yeah, it works. <laughs> because I'm not going to talk shit about Brock Lesnar, so. Oh yes, I love Farmer Wolvie uh, Brock Lesnar against uh, against that, and that honestly, I think that would be fantastic, especially if he took on Gunther. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, long live those these this new era of Haas battle that um, that Walter Gunther is bringing in, because yeah, the, the I tune in for that, or if uh, Sammy did you know Sammy things, and uh, those are literally yeah, the only two right. things that were going on. Like I haven't heard anything, or have the your sister's been out though, right, Cole? Uh, so she she came back and then she of all things sprained her collarbone. Oh uh, no! Uh, yeah. Right, right, and and that was in the lead in to the uh, elimination chamber Survivor Series gimmick, and she was heavily involved in that angle. Mm -hmm. But then she was she was hurt, and like her and Becky Lynch got cleared at the exact same day. Oh, they were both there getting there, and it was like, well, we could put Candice LeRae in this match, or we could put Becky Lynch in this match, who's a gigantic star. It was yeah. kind of like okay. So she's back. She's working. She had a great match with Rhea Ripley a couple weeks ago oh, where she kicked it. Where if you watch, I didn't notice this, but my my daughter caught it. Rhea throws her into the barricade and my sister's foot uh, met with a small child's face. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, should, we, should we edit that part out? <laughs> <laughs> and so there's Ron's a little shaking Easter his head, by the way. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Why are we putting that in the ethers? I mean, it was on TV. Everyone saw it. Yeah. So I don't think I'm I'm not telling any secrets. It'll be but... on Instagram and like a constant <laughs> reel of things, you know. Wow. So she's been, yeah. And then she got, she was at on Raw 30 
where uh, her and Johnny Gargano got to be uh, members in the background who were on the list, unlike Baron Corbin, for the APA club. And uh, they were in attendance for the poker uh, segments with Alundra Blaze and DDP See, and Teddy DiBiase and care IRS. What, I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. Mia's 12, Mia's 13. That's fucking amazing. Like, right. Is, she's literally attitude erroring right now. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. Uh, she's in the APA's or behind the APA door. She's on the list. So I believe it. Well, they probably see her work like she could beat the shit out of anybody. Okay, let's bring her in there. <laughs> Well, and I know that that Medusa loves my sister. She's a big fan of Candace's work, so they got to hang back, hang out backstage doing uh, pre-tapes for the APA segments all night. So that was fun. Excellent. But, uh, <laughs> so, but she is officially one of the eight or ten women that are already announced as participants in the Royal Rumble. So she is for sure in the match, and hopefully she gets a nice run out of it. Hell yes, yeah. the women's yeah. the women's Royal Rumble has the very low number of announcements, which, le- which leads me to believe that there's going to be a shitload of surprises for that match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Last year, the women's Rumble did not uh, deliver too much in the surprise category, mm-hmm. but this year, I think it's it could be uh, bigger than the men's. Cause I just It's so hard for me, the way, the way they're pushing Cody right now, and, and the way that there's just a lack of anyone else in the company getting a push right now uh besides Sami Zayn just becoming the greatest character on television in professional wrestling at the moment so like it's either got to be Cody or Sami Zayn or like that Hail Mary where CM Punk shows up or The Rock or someone like that shows up tonight and then people won't be as disappointed <laughs> uh, no homo but Steve Austin's Instagram is giving me a boner on the daily basis yeah the, the, the way he's working out and getting jacked, I, I wish I looked like that at almost 60. Wearing those tiny denim shorts, just mm. <laughs> sipping on a thick, tall boy. And it's like, hey, there's a thick, tall boy right here. So, so. Goddamn, kid, bend over. I'd like to slurp you. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Jesus, H. Christ, look at that ass. <laughs> oh. Never, oh, no, I'll, right. tell you, I'll tell you off this show. <laughs> This All takes right, back well, to the scram match with Self-editing. So. Self-editing. I, I love, love it. Self, I love self-editing. Self but my goodness, uh, the one thing that I wish me and Cole could edit is our rosters. And without further ado, <laughs> yes. let's get right into it, ladies and gentlemen. Cole, do you want to go first to present your first match, or should you give me the honors? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to get it over with because I feel like <laughs> I'm fighting an uphill battle today. Um, the only thing that can save me is is my brilliant booking mind. But even then, it, this this amount of chicken shit you gave me is going to be hard to make some chicken salad today. But I'm going to kick it off with, quite frankly, probably the best possible matchup I had on this entire roster, Bell to Bell. And uh, that is saying something. After I say this, I think everyone's going to know how the rest of my card's going to go. But I'm kicking it off as strongly as possible. Orlando Jordan oh, taking on Fandango. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I just said Fandango will probably have the best match on my card. Wow. Hey, say what you want. Good bodies. Uh, That's right. Uh, sweet debuts. Uh, one was yeah. a member of a faction. Yeah. <laughs> Ruth oh, is- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, I mean, and, and, and let's be honest, Fandango kind of had two moments in time where he got a little over. Obviously, the first thing with the dancing and then Chris Jericho helped him and it was over. And then like 
everyone like, okay, but then the bell had to ring. But I, yeah, I'm going to be frank. Towards the end of Fandango's run at WWE, he got pretty good in the ring. He, he was having some fantastic tag matches with Tyler Breeze. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to see him at a couple house shows, and they absolutely tore the house down. And so I'm thinking Fandango with all the charisma and the weirdness versus Orlando Jordan with all the charisma and the super weirdness. There's something here that's not like just god-awful Drek. So I feel pretty good about starting the show off. <laughs> Well, you know, it's awesome because uh, my first match is also probably, well, no, I think there's better work rate in here somewhere, but I think this is probably the most make sensible match, I guess. And uh, you gave me, okay, I can't believe I got these two guys on my roster. They're both uh, within the same time period-ish. And, you know, I kind of gave this a funny title. I called this match, Are You Tough Enough to Be a Cheerleader? And without further ado, my opening contest is none other than Maven versus Kenny Dykstra. Oh, shit. Ooh. Uh, Cole's match definitely has something to it, although I'm scared of the writing and slash creative team of Orlando's era being in charge of this match because it's either going to make everyone very uncomfortable while at the same time, uh, if it is with the modern writing team, it might make people very uncomfortable, but then a small demographic, very, very horny. So, um... I mean, that sounds like a fantastic match either way, just with the promos alone. And he's talking like this Fandango, uh, you know, yeah. is doing that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, his his tag work is definitely noteworthy with uh, with Breeze, uh, both the Legacy Boys. Um, and Orlando, I feel, did not get really a fair shot to display what he is able to do with a lot of things because they based it off of gimmicks. So these two going into a match against each other, I think would properly display what they're capable of, either of how much they've learned over the time as to how much they were put uh, pulled back so that sounds really good however i like the are you tough enough to be a cheerleader because <laughs> for one it's maven the guy is literally a default wrestler brought to life and you're like i knew they based that off of someone and while it's kenny dystra i mean i don't think that he gets talked about enough in the conversation i mean the guy's technically the nick bockwinkle of his era <laughs> but uh just ask him. He'll tell you. He will tell you. He will tell you. Um, hey, I've never seen a frog splash leg drop uh, nope. until him. No. Like, it's it's impressive and always made me worried because I'm like, man, I hope you get the full extension and, and, you know, retraction because I don't want you to break anything. So, mm-hmm. I mean, both are really good displays of, like, four different athletes that, you know, you want to see what they'll, they'll be like to cut loose, foot loose. Ah, I, I, you know, what? I'm gonna go with Ron on this one. I'm gonna go with Ron on this one. Well, that sucks because that was my, that was my only hope. Oh God, that was, that was your one. heater? You started with the heater? <laughs> well, no, I think Bob is, is like us where like, he'll pick something that's so bad. It's good. Yeah. Yes. Cause it sounds like it's gonna well, be terrible. I've got plenty of that. <laughs> good. Okay. You might, you'll have a chance. Match number two, I decided I'd get the two most worthless, like, nothing happening. Nobody cares about either of them. Wow. Guys out of the way in one match. Uh, I will say this, though, for one of the participants. Mo at WrestleMania 10, go watch that match, worked his ass off doing cannonballs off the off the uh, apron to the floor, like, it's one of those matches I watched again recently. I'm like, well, Mo could go a little bit. All right. But Mo from Men on a Mission (laughs) taking on 
the worst wrestler I've ever seen in my life that could actually move, Kenzo Suzuki. Oh. <laughs> America friend. Born in the USA. Woo! My favorite segment of all time, by the way. Oh, oh I might steal a point there just with that. <laughs> Gosh, Damn, this is like that's a Johnny Yuma <laughs> Fire Pro booking, if anything. Like those are action <laughs> figures going at it. See, my favorite part about erasing everything I drafted for Cole is like relearning them yeah. today. The fact that you put Mo <laughs> in there. Like Kanto Suzuki, totally fine. That guy was a uh, you know a very noticeable force in SmackDown at that time. But Mo? So my match number two. And uh, it's it's uh, properly put in the number two spot because it's going to be either the shit or shit. Oh. Uh, but I have a special tuxedo match, ladies and oh, gentlemen. no. And okay. in one corner, I got Jonathan Coachman versus Michael Cole. Hate Someone's it. getting stripped down to their underwears. I hate it. We're going to find out Michael Cole wears an eye patch as a thong. Oh. And it's going to be great. <laughs> I, I hate it so much. Well, okay, wait. So here's here's the deciding factor. Uh, is Michael Cole's gear going to be made out of the denim of that entire Canadian casual suit that he wore of the denim shirt? And you know for a fact he had matching jeans. Now, when you say deciding factor, is it my way or Cole's way? Well, that's for me to judge. Then yes. Shit. Okay, so you you knew. You knew. Uh <laughs> I mean, I can't turn down a good a good matching denim set. Like that's just oh, Well actually actually God. actually if I'm gonna play fair, because I'm not a Cole rule maker, I did say <laughs> I did say tuxedo match. Yes, if we're gonna a... play the rules correctly. Okay. And now unless and now unless you have a patented pending tuxedo a denim tuxedo, <laughs> then my answer is yes again. Okay. Cause like I mean, if it was a Canadian tuxedo, that would have been interesting, but like a literal tuxedo. From Canadian yeah. denim, but um, I'm gonna. Oh man, I don't know, man. I'm picturing like Mo going balls to the wall even more with this match. He's like, man, this is gonna be shit. You know what? I'm gonna do a frog splash to the outside through a table. <laughs> uh, we gonna do some shit off the stage. I'm on a mission, <laughs> and so, well, you know, Kenzo's Mo just, on a mission. Mo on a mission. So, which it shouldn't have been Moan instead of Mom. So men on a mission. I yeah. mean, that's if they bring it back. I mean, let's. I'm petitioning right now for men on a mission to become moan, either in the history books or make a new faction. Now, I mean, they did Bang Bros earlier, so nice. who's to say? Plus, you know, Mabel's lost a ton of weight by now. Exactly. So, oh my God, uh, <laughs> I just got that. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, you know, what? I got to go one with uh, with Cole on this one. Yay. Yes. Just because I'm picturing oh, that stubby great. little guy, which who I always thought was an old man, just because his hair was bleached and everything. I'm like, right, oh, the right. brother dad? That's cool. Like, <laughs> oh, he wrestles. Like, no, he's, he's just a regular age guy. It's just he bleached everything. <laughs> oh, that's funny because I, I'm, I'm a sucker for a tuxedo match and seeing Coachman flopping around like, <laughs> like I think I think the visuals of it, of course it's ridiculous and it's not going to be any good, mm -hmm. but I think the entertainment value is there for a tuxedo match, but I'll take the win. <laughs> Absolutely. Every article of clothing Michael Cole loses, he goes, you got to be kidding me! <laughs> <sighs> so, okay. This match, like, in Puerto Rico with their real Fuck. gimmicks 
is is a fucking hey, wait, draw. Wait, right? if you're leading off with Puerto Rico, I don't know where the fuck this is gonna go. But okay, if y'all know Puerto Rico's booking, well, the first stop is Puerto Rico. It's so wild. Those of you who don't know yes. who are familiar with Puerto Rico's like booking, it's fucking wild. So let's go. Let's do this. So yes, if this match was taking place in Puerto Rico with their with their real gimmicks, this would be great. But this is a Royal Rumble draft, so I'm stuck with Saba Simba, not Tony Atlas, but Saba Simba taking on squat team number two, aka headhunter number two. So in Puerto Rico, this is a badass match, but in WWE, maybe not so it's much. It's heavily racist. <laughs> I'm going to help you out. I'm going to give you a spot in that match. I hope the SWAT team member takes the paint off his face and then thumbs Saba Simba <laughs> on the forehead wow. and just goes Simba. Lion King spot. Yes. Wow. It's a spot on reference. <clears throat> ah, that's beautiful. spot. Thank you. Thank you. So for my match number three, I have a tag team match for the ages. And I'm calling this put together team the Heavenly Horsemen. Ooh. I got on one side Jimmy Del Rey and Paul Roma. Ooh! Okay. Taking on. I want the shirt already. The Oddities, Kurgan and Golga. <laughs> My head's going to explode. <laughs> this is. Because, you know, those of you who don't know, one of the Oddities was the legendary John Tenta earthquake. So yes. you the put shark. John Tenta in a match with Paul Roma and Gigolo Jimmy? Damn. I should, I should have said that. I should have said that in uh, Joey Styles' voice. <laughs> oh my God. Nicolo Jimmy Del Rey, Paul Roma versus John Tenta and Kurgan. My God. Um, damn. With Cartman in tow. Yeah, of course. So Cartman's in the corner and will be used as some form of distraction that will lead to the audience getting defeated. By those damn heavenly horsemen, which the t-shirt, I'm telling you, I'm already, it's very righteous gemstones, the way I'm picturing it in my head. Yeah. Dude, a like, horse head with a halo over it? Yes! It's got the wings, of course, so it's a pegasus, but it's fine. It works. Great. Yeah. Um, fuck. But Cole, you are definitely right. Headhunter versus Samba Simba is Puerto Rico main event blood bath. Like, just the whole ring is covered in hepatitis. Like, that's just, wow. <laughs> Damn. Like, I want to see that. I want to see if that actually happened for real. I've been finding gems all over the all over the internet these days. Ooh. But it is WWF slash E. Yes. So it's yes. going yes. to be. It's not Tony Atlas versus the Headhunters. Yeah. It's, it's SWAT team number two versus Saba Simba. <laughs> that's going to be so fucking throwaway that I can already hear, like, myself and the old heads going they had this match booked and what do they do they make it a fucking slugfest for 15 to 20 minutes and nobody gets anything done so damn as much as i i want to see it in puerto rico i don't want to see it in the ww and whatever so i'm gonna have to go with that tag match for the merchandise alone so tremendous yeah, see when i gave when i gave ronald <clears throat> jimmy del rey we had a different judge in mind and uh, so I was playing to the uh, people he wouldn't care about, as opposed ah. to someone who knows how good I knew Jimmy I Del Rey actually is. <laughs> <laughs> See, Cole Cole picks guests for the win. 
I, yeah. I just try to get gas. Yeah. See, that's appreciated. See, I'll take a oh. I'll take a pat on the head to a ticker tape parade. Let me tell you that. So <laughs> I just thought you were a shoe in to know any of these people. Yeah. But that yes, yes. When Ron made that point, I realized we were better off, but uh damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Match number four. Here is the uh special attraction match of the night. Oh no. Of of just epic proportions. Okay. I, this is another one. I just wanted to get both of these guys out of the way. And this was the perfect time to do it. Mantar Ooh. taking on Bastion Booger. Oh my God. That's a lot of hairy wiggling going on. <laughs> God, I want to, I want to pick this match to win before mine's even announced. <laughs> lots of, lots of hair. Probably some farting. A lot of farting. A uh, lot of farting. Well, see, this is, for as bad of a card this is in the roster I had, this was probably my throwaway match, but I decided to kind of throw some uh, awful humor into it because after Alberto Del Rio le- leaves the company, his stooge Ricardo Rodriguez thought he would follow in his footsteps and beat women as well. So... Uh, he oh. is going up against Dana Brooke in my match four. Wow. My only woman on my roster. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Well, I could definitely picture that being very slow. Uh, him doing goober spots and everything else, and Dana getting the upper hand. Uh, he's a good base. Oh, he's a good base, yeah. yeah. Ricardo's She's a good, good base. Yeah. She's a good base. Uh, Ricardo definitely going up to the top to do one big thing which he will miss and then dana goes and does whatever the fuck she wants to do for the win it's a classic uh davina versus goliath um let's see ah man bastion booger versus mantar two big thumbs wrestling like just with literally like literally this is if you were to take a pen and paint up your thumb so that your thumbs have gimmicks when they fight a lot of rolling, oh. a lot of jiggling. It's it's going to be a match of the beefy boys for ages. And you know what? If that gets it, if it gets them into the 2K game system so you could recreate that match in any yes. way, shape, or form, because I want a TLC match with those bastards. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead. I'm going to go with Cole on this one. Yes. I'm going to go with Cole on this one. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> two to two going into the back half. Awesome. All right. This is where, where things really pick up a notch. Tom Brandy, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Brandy teaming with the fake Razor Ramon. (laughs) Take it on the killer bees. I got a real tag team out of this, actually. The killer bees, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Oh, and it's only fitting that you have fake Razor on your match five because on my match five. And you know what? In theory, this should be a cinematic match, but... (laughs) If they, I would love to see this done live because <laughs> I'm calling this the two-man show fatal four-way, Ooh. and I got Fake Diesel versus Isaac Yankum versus Eli Blue versus Eight Ball. Jeez. Oh yes, Don Harris and Glenn Jacobs have their working boots on today, ladies and gentlemen, playing two characters in one match. Wow, a lot of quick changes, definitely. Uh, of course, if you do do it live, the camera will have to focus on something very awkwardly for a long period of time while they're trying to switch <laughs> out of gimmicks. Oh, man. 
fake razor though. Like the fact that fake the fact that both fake razor and diesel are on this on this opposing cards. But I don't know. I mean, the as a theater kid, uh, my heart is definitely into. Oh shit! I gotta hurry. I gotta get back out there. That is what's really making it worth the while here. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna go Ron on this one. Yes, with the cinematic match. See, that's where where the 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 creativity of Ronald stole stole a point there for sure. <laughs> I mean, not that anyone ever gave a shit about the Killer Bees or Tom Brandy, or Fake Razor. So I'm not mad at it. Hey, <laughs> Fake Razor actually participated in a Royal Rumble, and that's one thing he has over the real Razor. It's very true. That's true. <laughs> God. <clears throat> All right. So now I think I actually feel like we could get something out of this because, um, one, Gene Snitsky has some fantastic <laughs> moments in the history of professional wrestling. And, uh, you know, the other guy's not a bad worker. I, I got to say the head the headbangers were pretty good, but I've got Thrasher of the headbangers taking on Gene Snitsky, and I think this could be a surprisingly decent match here. Especially if, if he mistakes his bald head for a baby, just kicks yes. it off. Mm-hmm. Tries to throw him oh. into the audience. Oh, boy. And uh, just to keep this uh, card of mine drenched in gimmicks, I have a special Lion's Den match. Oh, shit. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I got in one corner the very forgettable Mason Ryan. Oh, I God. call him I call him Batista on Wish. Mm-hmm. Going against Daniel Pewter, ladies and gentlemen. Shit. I mean, yes. for one, it will. <laughs> yeah, it will turn into a, a shit shoot. Uh, Daniel Pewter will probably most likely try to break this man in half while he tries to slam him. Um, shoot. It might be. It might be a shoot. <laughs> I mean, he's got that pent-up rage after being put through the ringer in the rumble, and then, you know, Kurt trying to get take him down when nobody gave him instructions. Oh, uh, damn. Cole, give me your match again, because I'm, I'm, I'm picking <laughs> way too many uh, outlines on this one. Snitsky versus Thrasher from the Headbangers. Okay, Snitsky versus Thrasher. So Thrasher definitely, yeah, he, he can work. Snitsky... The, the when he had the, the the braid in the middle of the beard that really disturbed me, especially in the <laughs> the promo with him and Heidenreich where they're getting dangerously close and I'm like man I hope they seal the deal with Heidenreich just putting his braid in his mouth but like oh. I remember that made Johnny Paradise very uncomfortable I'm like you're fixing it aren't you but um like oh god it makes my throat itch. <laughs> but oh man hmm well. I don't know I like the possibility of a of a of a turning it into a shoot. So I'm going to go with the lion's den on this one. Uh, Mainly because they probably wouldn't have given pewter any notes. And he just like, okay, I guess we're doing this then. Another tough enough alumni. Yeah. We're getting a lot of tough enoughies. So. All right, here we go. The wonderful special attraction mixed tag match here with Santina Morella, Santina Morella teaming with, Hornswoggle taking on Jillian Hall and El Torito. Wait, are we talking mole era Jillian Hall? Oh, 1,000%. Oh, God, that's a lot of <laughs> gimmies. Now, see, uh. if you if you put if you put these four people on a VHS, VHS cover, I guarantee you people would mistake it for the last porno they rented. 
Yeah. It's a rule 34 in presentation match. Yes. Yeah. We got a drag queen, a midget leprechaun, a midget dressed as a bull, and this chick with a huge thing on her face. Yeah. Probably getting it from fucking these people. Yeah. So <laughs> it's an extreme production. So. Oh, man. <laughs> well, Bang Bros material aside, my match number seven. Now, this is a semi-main event for the ages, and I call it the Big Meaty Men Slap and Meat Match. Oh. And uh, I actually invented a match. It's a ch- it's a chops-only match. And uh, every other move is banned except for chops, and the first person to quits loses. And uh, boy, the participants, this would be a train wreck. I got on one side, Luther Reigns. Ooh. Versus. Versus. No, I didn't even get the good Reigns. I got Luther. Uh, versus uh, Vladimir Kozlov. Oh! Damn. Okay. Okay. In a chops-only match? Yeah, that's all I want to see them do. Yeah, I mean, that would definitely <laughs> that would slap ass. Probably. I mean, gosh. <laughs> if the match went on until a little too long, he's turning yeah, it doesn't around. Matter where, it doesn't matter where you chop. It's true. It's just like, boom. Yeah, it's a slap, it's a slap, slap fight match. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah. But was it a... Uh, Referee by Dana White. He knows. Yeah, he knows. Oh God, no! <laughs> they get underpaid <laughs> and seriously hurt. But um, yeah, I mean, because Kozlov, he's got that background in, in sambo martial arts, so that's like some extra shit right there. Loot the reins. I think he just sells guns. But um, like, what the fuck? They're both awful. <laughs> <laughs> They're both pretty awful. But I always like Kozlov. I don't know why. I'm like, this dude looks like he'd be he'd be something. But I don't think it's here in wrestling. Yeah, a few uh, main yeah. event matches. That's true. I mean, the chop fight would be so cringe because everybody's just like, oh, they're still going. Like, literally just everything. That would be really cool. But I've never seen that before in professional wrestling. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the porno match. Like, that's that's pretty – like you said, you put those four people on the front of the cover, it would look, look like that. It's like, why is this in the sporting section? My curiosity is there. I'm going to rent this. And so – Plus, like, spots, spots alone, you would see, like, Torito doing some crazy shit off the top, yeah. basing, Santina, doing whatever she can do. And, you know, I think eventually we should put in a gross-out spot of the mole getting popped somehow in the match and, you know, custard on someone's face. But uh, the, co- the Cobra rips it off. The Cobra rips there it off. There we go. Yes, or the Cobra bites it, but it soaks up the venom, and therefore... They, yeah, okay. All the right. Cobra is Thank defanged. You. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for the assistance on that creativity, Ronald. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to go with Cole on this one. Oh, beautiful. All right, main event time. <sighs> it is four to three in favor of Ron at this moment. I could force a tie. I'm glad that putting that creative match in the semi-main event spot has given me a chance to tie this event. Now, I feel like this is... The, the biggest, this is like the legit of the roster I got. This is the only thing that could be fitting of a main event, sort of. <laughs> and it, so It's a main event somewhere. Yep. Yeah, it's a main event somewhere. This is like an, this is like a 1994 independent fucking main event <laughs> for sure. Akeem, the African dream, right? Okay, I know. Neutered one-man gang, but still, it's one-man gang. 
in in the costume doing doing the Dusty Rhodes dance and impersonating him and making a mockery of Dusty Rhodes yet again on WWF television. Yeah, yeah, Taking making a, making making a mockery of Dusty Rhodes <laughs> of only. Dusty Rhodes, sure. Yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> that, Dusty Rhodes. He's the demographic that they singled out. <laughs> Sorry, black people. <laughs> Versus, versus South Africa. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, too silent, too silent. Versus, <laughs> versus new generation favorite. Like it has its little special place in all of our hearts. Duke the Dumpster Drossy, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh yes. <laughs> oh man. For a second, the, I was going to say Backlands, but you know that's just as good. Oh. The headline. This main event is trash. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I have a main event that would transcend mainstream media. It would transcend just history. <laughs> it would just be a main event for the ages. It would make news. It would be all over television leading up to this match. This could be a WrestleMania main event, and it has a backstory. <laughs> About oh. about ten years prior, oh boy. Michael Jones had the pleasure of being on The Price Is Right, and uh, the <laughs> the price of a item that he had to guess was a a pyramid of meat sauce, and he had this <laughs> in the bag, and he guessed the price, and he knew he nailed it. And the host of The Price is Right screwed him over. <laughs> we call this The Price is Right screw job. And he gave him the wrong price. So my main event is the meat sauce king, Virgil, taking on Drew Carey. Yes. <laughs> mm. I mean, the video packages uh, alone. The crossover. The crossover and video packages alone. Oh, a Cleveland Rock street fight. Pro, I'm picturing the promos in my head too. Yeah, because it could meet Sauce King Virgil. But like the current, what like if you, I gotta say this, <clears throat> Virgil's more over with me now because of his Twitter <laughs> than he ever was as a wrestler. He is wildly entertaining right now. <laughs> I gotta start following him. <laughs> He's. I know, man. Like, damn, the, the, I'm a sucker for a good storyline. Like, that's that's rooted history. Riches, like, it's really, really rich and very rarely genuine, especially in a company like WWE. Like, you can have people who probably have never crossed paths ever until they were in like development or they were on the same show. Best friends. He turned his back on his best friend. Like, no, I don't believe you. They didn't know each other, and. uh yeah, like, like the promo alone was like, you know, I, I had it in the bag, and you, you went out of your way to screw me out of that. Like, literally just ridiculous amounts. Maybe a running You know damn by... well I know what meat sauce cost. You know damn well. <laughs> <laughs> the price is V-I-R-G-I-L. <laughs> like, no, that doesn't work for that one. Virgil, whatever, meat sauce. Um, Maybe a run-in by Diedrich and, Bader. Oh. And Drew Carey is like a total shit heel. He's like, well, you know what they say, Virgil? Everything's got a price. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> but would he come out to Moon over Parma or or, or Cleveland Rocks? Oh, 
Yes. Okay, perfect. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing the run-in by Ryan Stiles. He does the sickest test big boot ever to, oh, yes. to try yeah. to save Drew. But, you know, oh. I think Virgil would probably have to come out on top of that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Virgil's got to prevail. Ted DiBiase's got to come out and try to screw him, something like that. I'm, I'm booking this like I, I really want to see this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I can tell based on the, on the storytelling alone there. I'm like, damn, give me the paper. I'll sign. But, like, that's, man, plus the crossover and everything, having, like, him being attacked on a live TV show. Like, we're going full Kaufman uh, Lawler on this. Oh, damn it. That would be so fucking oh. rad. Like, Virgil and Drew Carey fought on The Price is Right. You see it on custom tapes and everything. That'd be really cool. Oh, man. They yeah. fight in an Olive Garden. That would be... <laughs> Uh, so, as, as Drew Carey gets his payback, he goes to the Olive Garden. He's breaking his breadsticks in half and shit. Like, he's like, pisses in his meat sauce. Oh my god! <laughs> Doing an episode of Who's Line. All right, suggested airs for Ryan and Colin. Ryan's gonna or no oh, 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 Wayne and, and Ryan. Oh. Wayne's playing a contestant who got screwed over by a shit host. Hey, who's oh my god! Virgil comes out re- from behind. Like he takes the wig off and everything, and then just starts pounding away at Drew Carey, and like, yeah, it's oh my god, that's the that's this generation's Pillman. <laughs> Mind you, we were alive when Pillman Nine Millimeter came on, so oh, that's great. That's yeah, that's our oh. constitutional right. Um, man, but in a curveball, I'm gonna go with Duke and uh, and. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh, I'm a sucker for trash can oh. backyard spots. So fuck it, let's just do it, baby. <laughs> let's do it. Perfect. So it's four to four. So now you have to pick a winner based on whatever criteria you think it makes one of these mat these paper cards less awful than the other. Woo <laughs> ha! If you need to hear our full cards again, let us know. You know. <laughs> Yes, just go ahead and, and list them off one more time, and then I got a I got a special uh, a special question. So go ahead. Okay. All right. From start to finish, Fandango versus Orla- Orlando Jordan. Okay. Mo from Men on a Mission versus Kenzo Suzuki. <laughs> Saba Simba versus SWAT Team Number Two. Mantar taking on the Bastion Booger. Tom Brandy and Fake Razor Ramon. Versus the Killer Bees, Gene Snitsky versus Headbanger Thrasher, Santina Morella and Hornswoggle versus Jillian Hall and El Torito, and the main event, Akeem the African Dream, taking on Duke the Dumpster Drosy. And for Ron's show, I guess, match number one, Maven versus Kenny Dykstra. Are you tough enough to be a cheerleader? The tuxedo match for match number two, Jonathan Coachman versus Michael Cole. Number three, Jimmy Del Rey and Paul Roma, the Heavenly Horsemen versus the Oddities, Kurgan and Golga. Match number four, Ricardo Rodriguez versus Dana Brooke. Match number five, the two-man show Fatal 4-Way, Fake Diesel versus Isaac Yankum versus Eli Blue versus 8-Ball. Match number six, the Lion's Den match, Daniel Pewter versus Mason Ryan. Match number seven, Big Meaty Men slapping Meat Chops Only, Luther Reigns versus Vladimir Kozlov. And match number eight, the main event of the century, Drew Carey versus the Meat Sauce King, Virgil. Mm. I just well, excalibred that. Yeah, you definitely did. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're, oh that, that, and now we're going on to the next one. It's a yeah. it's a promo backstage. It's only 30 seconds. But um no, <laughs> what do you call it? 
like here's the thing like there's only like one or two matches on each of the cards where i'm just like well no i don't want to see that while everything else i'm like oh (laughs) fuck lumped together that sounds like it'd be interesting so Uh, what was your just what was your deciding factor question that you wanted to ask so i want y'all to say it as fast as you can who would you pick to win the rumble on your card virgil akeem the african dream wow so both guys are working double time okay Two black people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, see, okay, well, Ron really booking the the ending of that match against Drew Carey because it's going to end in a screw job. It is going to end in a screw job. Like to me, that is the pure dr- dramatic factor of it because Ryan Styles coming in, lifting that tall freakish leg with those loud shoes, hitting Drew Carey. In the face. Oh, my God. Virgil's going to win. One, two. No. Kick out. How the hell is Drew Carey still alive? Whose show is this anyways? And then finally, oh, Virgil's coming up. <laughs> Big shooting star press. Who comes down and hits him off that turnbuckle, landing through the table set up in the middle of the ring and everything. An Olive Garden table with, with, Olive Garden table. with a Fresh whole course on it. Pizza sauce. <laughs> Like chicken parm, everything. <laughs> and yet people still praise the bread. None of the other stuff that we mentioned. Uh, <laughs> but his best friend, Wayne Brady. Oh, man. And this is going to end oh. up in the big, big cater <coughs> WrestleMania spot that he wins after winning that Rumble. But now you have Akeem versus Duke the Dumpster Drossy. Probably one of the most hard-hitting, hardcore matches Consisting of just different types of trash cans, plastic bins, office waste paper baskets, full steel, old school grandpa, grandma trash cans. They had to pull them shits out every week. Like we are seeing everything. And we even bring out the big novelty, no mercy style trash can, the size of the Steve Austin beer can from no mercy to get them put through it. And somehow doing the flaming trash can. Hmm. And plus, if you like recycling and WWE and pay-per-views, you'll watch the same match again on Monday. It's true. <laughs> and then the week after. And then the week after that. It's definitely a recycled yeah. match, but it's never going to top the pay-per-view. Man. And then Akeem Duke doesn't wins. recycle. Akeem wins to go on to WrestleMania. Hmm. I mean, I picture a really, really good match out of that one. However, I really like the story being told there of the success of Virgil, how one door closes and another one opens. I got to give it to Ron on this one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. My goodness, Cole, another draft in the books, another sabotage draft in the books. I am kind of getting on the board more on these drafts. I'm kind of... Yes, you have figured it out. I think Uh, that the student is finally, you know, prevailing, you know, so... uh, (laughs) My goodness, uh, yeah. I don't know where to go from here. I figured it's time to go home, but I we're on the road to the Royal Rumble. I can't wait to watch it. I haven't worked out today just because I got trashed last night with my wife, and I woke up and did this podcast instead. Woo! <laughs> I mean, it's a Friday. That's what spouses do. You go out, you have fun, then you just sleep in the next day because you got the rest of the world to worry about. So. You did good. Oh yes, and you know, without further ado, I bet I guess I better you know get the audience at home in store for what we have got planned for them next week, and I'm gonna do that by saying, Cole, what would you like to do next week? Well, I it doesn't have- matter what you'd like to do next week.
And that is just one of the many catchphrases we'll be discussing next week when we discuss the top 10 catchphrases of all time, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot wait. Cole, I'm sorry you fell into my joke there, but it was so <laughs> masterfully done. Are you excited for next week's episode? Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's anytime we do any of these things where we're talking about, you know, the, the uh, as we know, and all our listeners know that I, I tend to lean towards the bell to bell action in professional wrestling. Um, so anytime we get into catchphrases, promo guys, that kind of stuff, it's always fun for me uh, because I got to I got to dip in my, my toes into the other part of wrestling that I don't care about as much. So it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I mean, I this like is one think, of those. I like to think of it as, you know, you are your sister's brother. And I think you are of the same caliber of like, eh, I don't think I remember that. And then you remember like, oh, <laughs> it brings back yes. a lot of memories and you end up loving it. <laughs> yes, it was so funny. We had her on the pod and she was remembering shit that we didn't even remember. And she was like, guys, I don't know. This is going to be brutal because I don't remember. So she's like talking about segments on backstage segments for like build up to this stuff. I'm like, what? Wow. You remember everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So thank you to our guest, Dino Winwood, for being here with us once again. Do you have anything you need to plug or promote or you just want to, you know, say goodbye to the fans? Uh, well, I mean, I don't have a show anymore, but I will be doing some stuff with uh, Epic Pro Live uh, Wrestling in the, in the, on the February 25th, I believe. We're going to have... Peter Avalon there, Bad Dude Tito, Kid Bandit, a lot of faces you've seen on the television screen of New Japan, AEW, and even some WWE uh, extras. But uh, yeah, you'll see me around. You can't get rid of me. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm haunting this place. <laughs> Nobody should get rid of Dino Winwood. He was on DVDs when these independent kids were in ball sacks. It's very true, honestly. I'm that old, yeah. Hey, I did the math. I did the math, and I prepared that fact for today. I appreciate you. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Join us next week for the top 10 catchphrases in wrestling history for our guest, Dino Woodwood, and my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Hashtag team I winner. Am... Woo. Damn it. <laughs> oh, that's it. I'm getting ready for the next draft. I, I got to reclaim my dominance on the throne yes. of fantasy drafts. So, for Ron Kilborn, I am your host, Cole Dawson, saying thank you, we love you, and good night. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod, or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130, and follow yours truly at Ron underscore Kilborn. We'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team.